Welcome to the Sarah and Sally show. Before you dive in and listen to this interview, we're delighted to let you know that we've got a series of books coming out. We've got art, hip hop, music, and we've also got a new Blag book, volume four, number one. Check it out at www.blagmagazine.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Sarah and Sally show. Are we recording? We are. <laughs> this week. We have something very, very, very special. Yeah, I'm only erring. I, I, do, I do know what we've got coming on the show. Oh, by the way, we should probably... um. Let you know that this is Sarah speaking, and, and that whenever I'm not speaking, it's Sally. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm wondering whether you might have noticed the differences in our voices yet. Yeah, yeah. There, are, there's quite a few differences. We might even have a different accent this week to last week. It's true. Last week. Whoops, not last week. Do you know yeah. why we haven't done a, a podcast for a little while? Because I ate, ate a fruit gum. Go ahead. What? Because <laughs> I ate a fruit gum. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because it takes so long to chew. Aww. No, we've been uh, we've been really busy with um we we kind of tend to think, let's do this and do that and then we overwhelm ourselves with work so always 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 busy to the detriment of some of our friendships yeah ourselves yeah and our sleep yeah but um less about well it's only been a minute about us but this interview that we're going to play in in parts so the first part I actually want to kind of, of oh, do you? interject before I hope you don't mind I don't mind. Sarah and I made a, a pilgrimage to where we keep um, quite a lot of the, the content that we've created and we pulled out a couple of boxes, some mini discs, and we've been rifling through them and we've been converting them to, to digital formats. And we've got some absolute gold, including what's coming up here. But you know what it is, so we don't even really need to act like it's a surprise because but, of the, because of the headline. But it's kind of fun. It's, it's very fun. <laughs> so um, this interview happened um, with... Beastie Boys as a cover in 2004. Yeah. And we started Blagging December 2004. Just over 10 years before that. And our goal, one of our goals was to give Beastie Boys a cover. So I think, so we met <laughs> Beastie Boys. We met Yauk and Mike D at Reading Festival in 1994, I think it would have been. I think it was 94. 94. 90. Yeah, I think it was 94 actually. It, it was wasn't the usual way of meeting people. Yeah. I think that's why we cemented such a long term friendship. Yeah, exactly. I was um, working in the music industry and so was Sarah and, and I'd been sent off to look after some bands and I had my uh, backstage pass on and so did Sarah and we were with our friend and who was also who also was a colleague of mine at the time and we were just milling around the backstage area and I glanced over and I happened to see Mike and Adam and I turned around to Sarah and my friend and I was like, it's Beastie Boys, I've got to meet them but I'm not quite sure how we're going to go about this and I didn't even think about what I was doing. I just turned around and I stuck my fingers in my mouth and I did a builder's whistle, wolf whistle, wolf whistle, really, really loud, right across the backstage area of Reading Festival. And they looked over and I went, oi, come here. And they went, no, you come here. And we went, we'll meet you in the middle. So we ended up, they they came around and they met us and um, we introduced ourselves and we showed them a copy of Blag. It was actually our first ever printed edition after the post-fanzine years. Yeah, so Czech Hill was 1992, and then the magazine that we showed them 
was published in 94. So yeah, yeah, wow. it would have been that. And, um, and then we just, um, we kind of met them and sort of exchanged numbers and said our farewells. And then we got um, back to our flat in London that we had at the time when we uh, had an answer man. machine message. Hello, Johnny Rocket. Yeah. Come for dinner tonight. So then we went over to a little Thai restaurant in Soho and shared dessert and yeah. bonded over food and music and yeah and then we walked down to Piccadilly Circus That's and we took right. them to the Trocadero and we went on motorbike um, an arcade game with motorbikes we did we did and then we popped our heads into a club and didn't last very long in there yeah so I think we having too much good time just chatting with each other yeah so that was our, that's our first night out together and our kind of like day one, friend, yeah. day two friendship began from there. Yeah, and it just carried on and, and on, on and on and on and on and <laughs> I can't complain about it. No, we bonded over like humour and mu- food and music and style and travel and it's really, it was a really incredible time. We're extremely, extremely grateful for that. I think that um, it was a good time for Sally and I to get some kind of big brotherly yeah, people it was in our lives. Yeah, we wanted that and we got it. Yeah. So um, in this interview, because basically I'd actually, it was all kind of like serendipitous, but I think, well, Sally ended up working for Grand Royal doing television plugging and I was over at a different publicity company and I ended up being on BC Boys publicity team, which is quite weird because we'd already sort of become friends and then I'd have this different kind of like role in their lives as a bringing newspapers and magazines to interview and photograph them. So that was for Hello Nasty. And the, and the Sound of Science and all the different albums between 1998 yeah. uh, and... 97 and 2000, yeah. or 2001, was yeah. Grand Royal, for, yeah. for me. A little bit late for me, 98 to, to um, 99 and a half, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Quite quick, but I did a lot of travel, so I appreciate that. I, I think I learned to be a bit more of a good human. For we, had, of we had a really good time with them, they were really influential for us because we left home, we... We'd lost our dad, we left home, we moved to London and we just hung out with each other whenever we were in the same country. That's not Sally and I, that's Sally and I and Beastie Boys. Yes, and we'd like go to, we'd just te- we'd just check out different cuisine and we'd, we'd just introduce each other to different comedy and we'd just have such a good time together. I think com- the comedy is the pivot um, point yeah. of our, our bond. 100%. Um, so in this interview, because I'd ha- I had been their publicist for a while and I had sort of witnessed the media relationship because... It was quite an unusual one because there was all this sort of controversy in the eighties, yeah, and um, and they kind of come back and they have these sort of great morals and really, really, they were act, they were activists for really good, really, really good things. That there was a different kind of, I think journalists wanted to try and kind of ruffle feathers, and it was always a little bit. They of had a, an expectation that yeah. was never met. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So some of that was a a, a less relaxing way of being but because of that we thought we can't do a regular interview i mean we don't really do regular <laughs> interviews anyway so we decided that we needed to come up with something i think we ended up sort of sitting scratching our heads for hours and then just devised this kind of we thought was kind of like a good swerve that happens quite a lot though because yeah. we worked we did a lot of work in the music industry when we were younger and we just used to sit and you'd pick you'd go and collect an artist and you'd take them to do a radio show or a tv show or a photo shoot or an interview and you just kind of watch them kind of like crumble because they, they didn't know what they were going to get. And they didn't know how they were going to be written about. And 
and what was going to kind of happen on the other side of it all. And also, music press was pretty, um, pretty, pretty notorious back then in the sort of eighties, nineties. Eighties. Well, no, I don't know anything about the eighties. No, I don't know about the eighties, but just in terms of writers, there were there was some really incredible writing that was quite more on the more in the vein of critics. Interest Thompson-ish. Yeah. Quite out there. Yeah. Quite out there. Quite kind of, um, I don't know, if I was to liken it to architecture, it would be brutalist. Exactly. So we devised this card game, um, flag card game, which any of you who've read the magazine or listened to some of the podcasts we've put on so far, is a, um, a game where Sally and I would choose random words and we'd print them out on cards and whenever we were sitting with a band, which we started with Beastie Boys, we'd say, we'd just sort of interject the interview with saying, um, dish out some cards and get the guys to interview each other using that word. So then it would become random in Beastie Boys' case, which is very good humour. But I think we also had this plan with them that we really wanted them to kind of like hold down the interview and we'd be sort of in the room sort of guiding it along a little bit. So you're not going to hear us very much, but you are going to hear um, some sort of quite sort of heavy breathing and different things like that, which is basically <laughs> everyone holding in laughs. Everyone's really aware that, they, that the recordings need to be nice and crisp. There is some extra sound effects in here. There's a lot of smell effects. Yeah, we um, we were. Um, everybody thinks it's always glamorous with um, A-listers. We're in the basement of a, a huge venue in Brussels. I think it probably had a drain problem. So it's very, very fantastic. That's a really polite way of it's wording polite. it. I don't think I've ever smelled anything like it no. in my life. I think there was quite. There's there's some nose running and some eye watering, um, and and even uh, Ad Rock kind of. Was it got to a point where he's like, I can't take it anymore. But we did luckily get a good chunky hour with everybody together yeah. making fun of each other. But we love the results of this. We really do. We do. We're giving you part one of it today. Yeah. It's so much fun. We really yeah. hope you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I kind of just wanted to go back into a little bit more detail because it was December. It was freezing cold. Yeah. We took the Eurosar over from London and we carried these um, backdrops with us. So with these really huge bits of rolled up rolled up paper that we took with us over our shoulders and carried down and then went to the venue. Yeah, I also made the kind of like maybe a uh, slight mistake of deciding to take a brand new medium format camera having only shot 35mm before. So I took medium format and kind of had to like... You can hear the camera in the background. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can hear that in the next, I think maybe next episode. Um, I always have to thank Manny Mark for helping us kind of get the lighting going and Bill Ramey and the guys from the production team who... Gave us some stage lights. And catering. We gave us a load of foil. Exactly. So we, um, Money Mark helps pin foil all over the wall so we can get some reflection. And then we have phone books. And we'll put the raw, maybe we'll get the raw pictures out online because they're really lovely. Um, it's not the best lighting, but I just really like the energy in the pictures. Yeah, the raw pictures have got, um, but they've got like foam, foam um, books holding yeah. down the um, backdrop and then really kind of like the carpet which like kind of matches the smell of the room funky carpet yeah yeah and um, then there was a huge like huge 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 show afterwards um upstairs fourteen thousand people couldn't get enough of it you have no idea what that basement was like absolutely also, no idea yeah any bc boys fans if you've seen the awesome i shot that video that photograph that's one of the ones i took actually that night yeah. i know there's a little bit of controversy with some fans who were like why isn't the photograph taken in new york I was allowed to take photographs in Europe, so I took the photograph in Europe, and, and Yak likes it enough to want to use that one. Yeah. So that's a real honour to yeah. have that there. 
I remember when you did that picture, you'd say Adams and Bill Ramey put some plastic boxes out the yeah. front to, to Sarah's. Sarah's taller than average, but needed a bit of boost, boosting for this shot. <laughs> boost, a booster, a booster, a booster stand. So you stood on there, and I remember them holding you at each side while because they the boys held the pose for longer. Yeah, and there's a bit of corpsing and crowd was going wild and it was really kind of a fun shoot to do like 14,000 people excited in the background yeah. taking photographs live posing yeah. on stage Talaquelli was the support act yeah. I remember we we walked we walked in and we went over to his dressing room and we said hi and he was like what are you guys doing here <laughs> yeah couldn't believe it yeah so we were in Brussels you know miles away from London yeah exactly um we also just think this is going to be a really lovely interview for to hear Yak just absolutely on form high energy, really, really cheeky, amazing sense of humour. Just, this is the kind of relationship we had, there was a lot of leg pulling and... A lot. A lot. Hence, you're above average height. Exactly, thank you. <laughs> um, we've also intentionally asked a couple of silly questions that people wouldn't normally dare ask Beastie Boys, so you're probably going to be able to pick up which one that is. But the answers are just incredible. So yeah. Any more? Do you have any more? I wanted to talk about the fact that we, I've been up to my eyeballs um designing a new book yeah, yeah we've put oh together gosh. a um put together an art book a hip-hop book and then because it's blag's 30th anniversary we've put together a music book and i put it all together and i looked at it the day before yesterday and i couldn't believe that it's come to 442 pages yeah it's so fun it's so inspiring there's so many different musicians in it and there's there's off the wall anecdotal stuff there's stories within stories how to make a record. Mike That's what Shinoda. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. There's how to make a song with Mike Shinoda. Yeah. And then there's Siobhan Donnie, who basically takes you through the entire um, process of making an album. So if anyone makes a, wants to make an album... Wants to know or, how it's done. Or how it's done, it's all in there. Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado, she's... That's brilliant. There's a lot of information yeah. in that one. That's very much about... And a lot of the interviews were on the cusp of major career-defining moments. So we've got, like, Nelly Furtado for Loose which went on to break world records. Yeah, exactly. But Amy Winehouse, just on the eve of a Back to Black release. We're hoping we'll get that tape for you, for, so you can have a listen to Amy and I sitting having a, Amy having a manicure in Selfridges. We're going to try and take the background noise down a little bit, but it's quite good atmosphere. Yeah, we've got some absolute gems that we're going to be rolling out. Yeah. So we'd And most of everything we're going to yeah. be rolling out is going to be in the music book, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think music, hip-hop, definitely. Yeah. And um, the, the purchases on the shop are what keeps us in the position to be able to make this kind of content and make new content like this and keep everybody really kind of, we, we love to keep everybody informed of what's happening in music and film and art and find different ways to tell you stories and bring bring the kind of reality out. We're also bringing a lot of light yeah. and humour to the world because I feel like it needs a lot of it at the moment. It's kind of... I feel like we all need some fun and I really think that this is going to... It's really heartwarming, this interview. It is. It's it super really silly is. and super funny. It's yeah. like, it's very... Um, it's kind of like just all ad-libbed. Definitely. It's all improvised. It's the whole Actually, the whole theme of that magazine was improvised that they were in. Yeah. That's where it all started. Yeah. We pushed it push the boundaries more. We all, we were always inspired by late night talk shows, the way we did our interviews and we just kind of we pushed it more this time. I just have to apologise, I'm on a squeaky chair. Are you? It's a, it's the chair, it's not me, I promise. I didn't notice at <laughs> all. Notice I've noticed nothing. I can hear birds singing. Yeah. So yeah, Blag is very, very, very inspired by late night talk shows and chat shows and proper entertainment and show business. 
I'm really excited to bring this to you. I think we've said enough. Can we say any more? Of course we, we can, but I think we should do that for next, the yeah. next episode. We yeah. think we should just sit back and relax and enjoy this one. And we're really grateful for you to be here listening to this and check out our books. And check out our website. Yeah, check out our website. We've built a brand new website, www.blagmagazine.com www.blagmagazine.com So enjoy. Thank you for your time. And we hope you really, really like get comfortable. This is a good one. Yeah, this is gonna make you smile. It will. It really is. And thank you, and we will talk to you again soon. I already did the question. So that's the first question. That's what it's all about. Honey, your back's moving up and out. Okay, is it time to go? Yeah. My question is to Adam Yak. How come you're such a blagging blagger? Okay. Why don't you blag off, mate? <laughs> because blagging is for great blaggers, and I'm a great blagger, and you're just blagging off, mate. All right, my actual question was, can you tell me the secret to the ultimate blag, blaggers workout? Uh, yes, first of all, you have to have all your tools in order. And you have to have a plan that's foolproof. And, uh, and then you have to have a team that you really trust. And when all of those things are in order, then uh, you, work. you shall succeed, yeah. my friend. What, are these the answers to the questions that he's no. asking? The questions? No, because you're asking that one, aren't you, number three description? Because I said that I didn't know what was what. Would Sarah had written it, so you said you'd ask it. Okay. So, so now it's my turn to ask who, what? Ask Mike, number three, but don't look beyond three. Yeah, well, it's up to you. Let's just go out. All right, Mike. Yes. Number three, description. Describe each other. Adam, describe Mike. Mike, describe Adam. Adam, describe Adam in the following categories. Attitude, habit, party tricks, facial expressions, dress sense, style, most notable saying, phrase that sums him up most commonly used saying or word. Pause improvisation. I'd like it to be noted this is a run-on question. <laughs> It is. It's a lot of work. Like, it, it's really, a lot of work it really is like 12. That's really basically 12 questions. That's not one question. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be ask honest. Adam, um, describe Mike's attitude, habits, and party tricks. You know, it varies. Sometimes Mike has a good attitude, but sometimes Mike has a really bad attitude. Um, but when it comes to party tricks and party favors, Mike is very sharing and caring, and he does... It smells like the inside of a urinal in here. You know, it's funny because it smelled like eggs and then they sprayed perfume, so now we know that eggs and perfume smells like a urinal. No, but it smells like the weird mothball things, like smell. inside the urinal. It smells worse than that. Yeah. So, so that's... The it's the smell of one smell trying to cover another. Okay, yeah, that's true. I guess that would be a urinal. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And in terms of facial expressions, Mike is, uh, you know, he's experimental. He's, he doesn't hold back. He, uh, he cares about himself and those around him. And I think it's evident in his, uh, in his weirding ways. I like Mike. There's a, there's a third component to that. Is it first to so so the next one, Mike. Yes. Adam. Um, facial expressions, dress sense, and the most noticeable thing. Um, Adam is very versatile when it comes to facial expressions. He can go from being a ferocious tiger to an innocent little lamb. See, just like that. Um, what was the next part? What was that? Wait, facial expressions? Dress sense. He likes to sport it fresh. Holmes. Um, but then again, he's also not afraid to experiment and take it well past um, the realm of fresh. You know, to take it to a place that really isn't fresh at all. Most notable saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, but then it's going to change. But yeah, I'd say over the last yeah, few months. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Hawaii in February. I'm going to Hawaii in February. Um, second. I should have gone to Hawaii. I think I want to go to Hawaii. Should have gone anyway. Hmm. That's my his most notable saying. Yeah, oh, well, I'll tell you a phrase he likes to tell me often. There's no I in team, Mike. Not just there's no I in team, but there's no I te- in team, Mike. Well, like, I know Mike's most noticed. Directed to me. I'm allowed to throw that in. Just concentrate on one thing at a time. Focus. Focus. <laughs> focus. There's no I in focus. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mike's... Uh, saying that he likes to say all the time has to do with going to the bathroom. It's always different, but it's always one theme. Mike, have you noticed that? You mean about the outbox? <laughs> yeah. He talks, ab- he talks about his outbox. What's that? Is that like a cat box? He talks about emails needing to be sent. I don't know why he tells me these things. He can just say I'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah, but you know, I feel then I'd be leaving so many things to mystery. Like you guys be- Where did Mike go for those few minutes? What's he doing? That's cool. That's okay. Let's move away from this one. Sarah's like, if you're gonna get scatological, <laughs> we're gonna stop talking right now. Okay, this is your card to uh, think the question on the other side. And of whom am I asking this question? Oh. Dear Adam and Adam, blag. There's nothing written on here. You have to use the word to make a question. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, describe to me your strategy for blagging yourselves into a uh, club, party, fashion event, etc. The best way for me to get into a club is to say, I know Mike D. Wow, that's heavy. Quick with that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a system. I don't have a, a method, but probably just like, um, can I use this as my answer? No? 
Not allowed to. <laughs> Dance routine. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I give this to? Is that what you do? To a doorman to be able to get into a club? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> do I, is it my turn? Yeah. What are your thoughts on school? Question. I think schools are is a, is a great place. A place for the children to learn. Yeah, it's a nice place for children. I had a nice, uh, some nice times there as a child. Davis really likes the school, which makes me happy. And uh, we, as rappers, work a lot. Of, this is sometimes I think misconstrued in the press. We're referred to as old school. When actually, really, we're in fact middle school. I just want to clarify that right now. Wow. Is this directed at any particular person? School. Oh no, I get to. No, it's I'm your on. Turn. Turn. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. It's your. If at some point in the future, the words dance routine have a new meaning, what will that meaning be? Well, it could mean a few things. <clears throat> it could mean fried bologna sandwich. It might. It might be pulled groin or pulled hamstring. It could mean you look great today. <laughs> All right. I was going to suggest indigestion. Mike was going to suggest dance routine in the future. If it was, didn't mean dance routine, it would mean indigestion. Okay, changing the subject, travel. What are your tips on getting over jet lag? Oh, I got some. You sure? Yeah, and I probably concur. I just want to say that. No, I what normally they do. I wasn't able to use them on this particular trip because I already had a cold, and so I didn't want to, you know, put myself on the edge. But my plan is usually, which works really well, stay up the night before, so you're so fucked up that when you get to the place, then you just have to stay up. Just if you can stay up past dinner until it gets dark, then you just crash and then you're good. So I usually like stay up a whole extra night, but this time I was sick, so I couldn't do that. So I've got two. For jet lag, my own personal is drugs or Scrabble, or both. My little brother says, if, you're, if you get somewhere and you know you're gonna have jet lag, just get as drunk as possible, and then you'll pass out and you'll get enough sleep. That's what he said. Little brother or older? My little brother. No, I have. He's a college kid. My own um, personal, uh, what's the word? Anecdote is actually a bit of a hybrid between Adam and Adam's. Uh, it's something I employed on this trip, this would be the which is <laughs> the infamous mic. Yeah, you know, like I flew overnight. Okay, first of all, and not everyone. Just, I I drink just like one. I don't really drink, but I drink one little glass of wine. Just right, you know, get on the plane, and I find that just sets the mood, gets me tired right there. Sleep on the plane on the way over. This is on an overnight flight, coming to New York to here. Then, well, the same as Yao said, once you're then when you wake up in the morning, you can't take a nap once you arrive at your destination. Doesn't matter how tired you get, doesn't matter how badly you want to close your eyes, how badly you want to lay down. That's no, uh. -uh. You're committed. Stay awake until you see dinner through. And then, you know, even if it's like 9, 10 o'clock and you're exhausted, that's okay. But you're not going to close your eyes or lay down until 
that time. Yeah, I will say one thing. You have to take jet lag by the balls. You have to be aggressive. Yeah. Oh, and another thing actually I did this time too is because we, uh, we flew into France and then after staying up and staying up through dinner, when we got back to the hotel, I still felt like a little bit awake and I had a little bit of a little, like half a glass of wine from the honor bar and I felt that helped and I slept, boom. So what you're saying is you're using the jet lag as an excuse to be a wine <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Okay, what's your tips for essential packing or what's in your essential packing? Drawers. So we're not asking too much of a private question. Okay. Clean drawers are important. I say 10 days worth of clothes. Mm -hmm. I say 10 mm. changes of socks, underwear, and t-shirts. If you need more than that, then you got to do your laundry. If you're going to be gone for like two weeks, you can't carry more than that. That's just stupid. I concur. I did 10. You can count my drawers in my back. <laughs> count them. And my socks. 10. Because it's really a week, but then you have a couple of extras because you may not be able to do your laundry in a week, so it's like three extra days on the week. Because I'm very serious about that. Yeah. Well, plus also... This is getting a little personal, personal, but uh, I feel like if I wear a pair of drawers on a non-show day, they're not they're not dirty yet. Right. <laughs> they are dirty. No, they're, they're not they're not dirty until I play the show in them. Oh, Jesus. My, a road manager should not carry more than five pairs of pants with him. That's yeah. KRS one made that clear. Duly noted. <laughs> Sorry. Well, traveling. Mike, you don't play a show for four days in a row. You're no, no, four <laughs> days. No, 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 that's out of the question. I'm, not, I'm saying like, yeah, I'm not, wait, 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 let's backtrack. I'm not going to wear those drawers more than like a day and a half or so. Two days absolute max. But you know what I mean? Understand, if I haven't played a show, they're not. On tour traveling, when you pack, don't pack something you never wear back home. Don't think you're going to get out on tour and you're going to experiment. You got a pair of gold hammer pants, and you, you're not going to throw them in the bag. You're not going to wear them. If you're not going to wear them at home, you're not going to wear them out here. I've made that, I've made that mistake. I've made that mistake too, Adam, and I want to say that's good. Good hint. I haven't made that mistake with the gold hammer pants, but I've definitely... They're lightweight. I think actually my biggest flaw packing for this trip is I brought way too much silk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the silk long johns, the undergarments to keep you warm because it, it hasn't been that freezing up until we got like to Berlin and here. So I haven't really had a chance to bust them out. But now it got cold, so I'm busting it. I, I got a pair on right Sorry, now. I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> so it's, I believe you. Mike, it should strictly be canvas long johns. So wow. Yeah, John, oh, don't John, look at me like, like, oh, Mike's crazy when you got you got a gang of silks with you. <laughs> We're interrupting this episode to let you know that you can be the proud owner of some of our limited edition books. We currently have first editions available of hip-hop, art, and the forthcoming music. Hip-hop is 300 pages, art is 300 pages, and music is over 442 pages, featuring your favourite award-winning musicians and artists and rappers. You can purchase them via www.blagmagazine.com and www.wearblag.com on wearblag.com you can find am I doing the right advertising intonation? I hope I am, I hope this is working for you on wearblag.com you can find sweatshirts t-shirts and gorgeous fine art photography which is original pieces by Sarah in fact you can find some gorgeous fine art photography of Beastie Boys please check out 
www.weareblag.com. And now we will resume this program. Okay, so what did you get up to for amusement on tour? Huh? What did you get up to for amusement on tour? Or how do you amuse yourselves on tour? I think we should take the mic away from Mike. On tour we like to do, <clears throat> I don't know, fun stuff, guy stuff, tiddlywinks, Red Rover, crazy prank stuff, you know, short cheating each other, wedgies, you know, just kid stuff. Whoopee cushions. A lot of whoopee cushions, onion powder, stuff Fart like spray. that. Fart spray. Yeah. Good fun, wholesome stuff. We play games, Red Rover, Buck Buck. Do not play Buck Buck! Well, <laughs> A lot of times I sneak itching powder into these guys' clothes. What is Buck Buck? Buck Buck is a game where you sort of straddle one another. It's a hugging, it's a hugging, humping sort of game. Breaking the hugging chain. Yeah. You know, shoulder rub circles, stuff like that. Huh? Because that's like something rubber. Sometimes we go, like, like the other night after the show here in Brussels, we went into the square and we all played Ringolivio together. We were like, Ringolivio, one, two, three. <laughs> Tiddlywinks. We play a lot of Mumbledy Peg. Nimbledy Peg? Yeah. <clears throat> what? Yeah. You guys know how to play Hangman? It's like a guessing game, a word, word guessing game. That's fun. <laughs> that is a sick, sick game. What's the game called when you like punch the other guy? Like, is uh, like one guy holds the breath and then you like. Yeah, we do that game. It's called going. Like passes out. Going punch for punch. We go punch for punch, or we just make each other pass out. I didn't do roots. I was talking to a mayor about the same thing. Anytime Adrock wants to get his ass whooped, Hello? I'm tired of his name dropping Scrabble and Boggle. Like hello? he gets triple at seven words with hello, X, hello, Y's hello, hello. and Z's all the time. So What's his email that? address? I'll write it down for you. All right. For the record, you can play Scrabble, in an emailing Scrabble game that I'm playing with some friends of mine right now. I will get in touch with him. I will email a game of Scrabble, and we will forward the results of that game to no, Blag Magazine. Yeah, we could do that too. Yeah. So, Paul, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but let's say you're playing him email. You could cheat. He doesn't even have someone coaching him. He could. He could cheat. Yeah. Yeah. You could cheat. You could. Email Scrabble is a cheater's game. Yeah, but it depends. I'm, I'm, me personally, I'm not an honest person, but the people I'm playing with are honest, so it's more to my advantage because I'm a liar and a cheater. He could have Stephen Hawkins over his shoulder while he's playing. Hello. He's the guy in no wheelchair hey. with the voice bot, the world famous scientist. Well, yeah. He could. He could have him there. Just because he's a genius doesn't mean he's good at Scrabble, Mike. Oh, That's true. Look at me. <laughs> okay, let's get some more of these. And then you've got to go. Okay, good. Okay, my question to you, Mike. <clears throat> Name one profession in which you speak with your hands. Very easy. DJ. I have another so one you were playing also. it like a game the other way around. Uh, actually, my cousin is a uh, an interpreter for for the deaf. That's true. Yeah, she That's true. she does sign language. She's a, a deaf interpreter. That's another one. So uh, that's also another. Course occupation. I could have said name two and he might have been stumped. What did your card say? Oh, DJ. Uh, whose turn is it? 
world. Not your turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I'm wait. I'll wait. I'm well, glad. You can go if you want to. Oh, I don't even know what mine is. Uh, 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 uh. I could spell that. <laughs> no, Adam. I think you know me pretty well. I don't like where this is going already. <laughs> So you know that I'm known to keep my ear to the... No, not guessing. <laughs> Toilet? <laughs> Pancake, dog food bowl? <laughs> you have a feeling. It's a, it's a color. It's, uh, you're not happy right now. Often referred to in jazz. It's, um, it's also a form of music. It's, uh, it's uh, the sky. Um, it, yes! <laughs> For the record, that's not the word. That was his comment. That's what I want to say. Oh, that was his. But so now what are you saying? So I'm supposed to actually just ask a question incorporating this word? It's fine. Okay. It's up to you. Adam, what is your favorite piece of attire to wear on the street when you're playing Buck Buck? That's me. Oh, well, he doesn't play Buck Buck, so I guess that would be me. I, and I haven't played yet. Right. That you're open to it, is what you're saying. <laughs> Me, for Buck Buck, I like to wear denim, a good, thick dungaree, I think is a quality item, because it gives, it bends. I like to wear stretch jeans, and if you fall, it, it absorbs some pain. You won't get bruises and things, you know? So I think dungaree, denim, or stretch denim, I think is a positive uh, Buck Buck outfit. Pre-washed? Stonewashed, pre-washed, however. Yeah, good wash of clothes. Pre-fade? Hey, what if you made a suit? High top fade. What if you, they're not for buck buck. Just an idea. What if you were to make a suit made out of washcloths? Like in a hotel rooms? Like Mr. Quilts? <laughs> yeah. Or Angelo Jumpers? Yeah, he'd probably be into it. So he'd dye his washcloths all different colors and then have some old woman sew them together. <laughs> okay, who's got a card? No, that's oh, it. Shit. Okay, you're ready. <clears throat> No more cards? I hardly even participated in this whole no, thing. Yeah. No, we aren't even, we're not even a quarter of way through yet. Come on, throw, you can't, we don't get but any more questions. We've got to go and do some stuff. That concludes part one of our world famous Beastie Boys interview. We hope you enjoyed it. Please share this with your friends and also visit us at www.blagmagazine.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed that interview. You can now treasure it in book form, digital or print via www.blagmagazine.com. <laughs>